up, everyone? Welcome to day four of 31 Days of Horror. Today, I am joined by the host, co-host of Android's Amazing Podcast, Hunter. What's up, Hunter? How you doing? Yo, yo, what's up? Thanks for having me back. I thought, you know, we'd never talk ever again. Ever again? Why not ever again? Because <laughs> you'd shun me after the episode. I did? No, I didn't. I just... No, 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 no. I said I'm glad that it didn't happen. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I would never shun you. What? Okay, good. Yeah, no, I was making, yeah, just in case my episode was bad, I didn't want to get, you know, bad rep. <laughs> no, no, but now you have, uh, officially with this podcast, you have a tradition of having super creepy as hell comics to review, dude. Oh, yeah, I'm the horror guy now, apparently. <laughs> For real, you, I, I, okay, so, like, in both of the, like, main characters of these comics, like, they're kind of, and we'll get, we'll dive into it, but they're kind of, like, Joker-esque, you know? Kind of creepy. Yeah, no, especially this one. Yeah, this guy was mad weird. It's mad weird. So, well, thank you, Hunter, so much for joining me on a Halloween episode. As soon as I told you about it, you were down. I mean, you're the fourth day. Like, hello. You were right there. You're oh, yeah. ready to go. You're like, horror, exactly. I got this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm down to help at any time. Oh, <laughs> I saw that, um, what happened with your show, and I was like, I will support in any way I can. Oh, <laughs> you're the best. No, it's all good, man. Thank <laughs> you. So, you are all the way in New York. What does Halloween mean over there? What What does it mean to you, I should say? What does it mean to me? Um... <sighs> It's a tough question. Uh, movies okay. with buds, probably. Like, me and my buddies just watch our favorite horror movies every Halloween. Uh-huh. That's about it. Like, we just hang out, we drink, and we just watch movies. That's cool. Do you Did you trick-or-treat as a kid and stuff? Oh, yeah. I love free candy. Oh, good. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like there's an age limit to that stuff. What is this? I I think I went until I was, like, 16 or 17. <laughs> Yeah, you can get away with it until like maybe junior year of high school. Then it's like, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's because I'm, I'm an older brother. I'm like the eldest of four. Oh, wow. So I would go trick-or-treating with my younger brothers. Oh. And, you know, I, I'm also a little more outgoing than some of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm always just down to go hang out. Get- so even if they were going trick-or-treating, you know, whatever. Yeah. But then like you get free candy, you know, for many years to come. Exactly. Because, yeah. Are you one of, is it four brothers or what's the combo? Yeah. Four Yeah, we're all four brothers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my mom uh, just had all them. My mom blames it on uh, Mountain Dew. On on what? On Mountain Dew. So there's like a chemical in Mountain Yeah, (laughs) because my dad loves Mountain Dew and now I love it too. There's like a weird chemical in Mountain Dew that kills some of the, uh, kills like female sperm cells, like the ones that make girls what apparently <laughs> apparently okay no mountain so <laughs> so apparently i'm probably gonna have all boys as well when i have kids <laughs> oh my god because you're just gonna keep drinking that mountain dew man i'm trying to cut down i got one cavity recently and now i'm scared <laughs> oh no oh no well you made yeah. it this far in life and you got your first cavity so it's not bad right <laughs> exactly 23 in august so hey there Woo. you go woohoo awesome <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you have a comic book podcast and we've talked about it here before, but we'll obviously bring it up again. Cause I want to get some people over there listening to you guys. Cause you guys are great. You, you work in a comic book shop and you talk in said comic book shop and your podcast is named after that comic book shop. <laughs> yep. We, uh, we asked the boss 
if we could use the uh, Android's amazing name, and then we just added podcast at the end instead of comics, and he was totally for it. So That's awesome. it's good publicity. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, cool, man. Cool. Happy to have you. So happy to be back. Awesome, awesome. So <laughs> we're reading this creepy as excuse my French fuck creepy as fuck comic. Um, yeah, we can curse now. <laughs> we can, we can. Yeah. It's... In the last ep- in the last time I was here, we were unable to curse, and I was like holding my tongue back. Like, there's a couple <laughs> slip ups you can catch in this show, where I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that one. <laughs> yeah. So let it I'm, go. I'm glad. I'm gonna. I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna go too crazy, but I'm gonna, you know, at least be a little more free. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I know. I started to realize I was like, you know what? I the reason why I didn't have anybody cuss on here is because I wanted to like just I wanted to be like a safe place where people could listen to it out loud. But then as I started doing it, it was like all my friends were like holding themselves back from saying how they really felt about a comic when they were on here, and I was like, that is absolutely not what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't holding back when I was talking about mine, but I you know, I I grew up with a. An, an, I grew up in a F-bomb house, uh, okay. so the F-bomb just slips out, so I was trying to, like, catch myself on um, the last time I was here. <laughs> well, let it fly now. As many F-bombs as you want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, today you've got us reviewing 2017's Plastic by Doug Wagner and illustrated by Daniel Hilliard. What, I mean, I think that this is just, I mean, I've, I know you solely based on these two comics and <laughs> that's a bad, that, that's a bad rep for me. <laughs> I, know. I got like the crazy, I got the crazy mind, like horror book. And then I got this serial killer yeah. sex doll book. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> what do the fans think? <laughs> I know. Uh, no, don't worry you guys. He's cool. So far as I know. Um, no, 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, last time we reviewed Colder. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was creepy. Um, and Fantastic. I was down to do volume two or three, but you wanted to switch it up, I so like, I was I, down to recommend Plastic. Yeah, <laughs> I love new stuff. I just love new stuff. Like, I think eventually yeah. OCD will go into the volume two of stuff, but I just love every week is like something brand new because I'm still, as you know, like I'm still pretty new to comics. And uh, for, yeah. for the most part, I, I feel like I'm pretty deep in there now. But um, it's yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm ready to go to volume twos yet. I haven't gone to volume twos for any of the comics. <laughs> I'm like, no, I want something new, something new, something new. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just keep with what you know, you know, keep it simple. Luckily, that's why plastic. I, I thought of that one because it's just one single story. There hasn't been any sequels. It's just a quick, cool, collected, you know, serial killer story oh see you know what you said that and i wasn't even going to ask you if there's a volume two because it's just it's wraps up pretty perfectly yeah it wraps up like there's a way they could do it but it wraps up pretty nicely so yeah yeah totally totally um so i'm gonna do the summary here because are you guys ready oh my gosh this one was <laughs> this one's good okay so retired serial killer edwin stoff gruben is in love with virginia a girl he quote met online her affection quiets his vile urges, which we'll find out what those are. Together, they tour the back roads of America in their LTD Crown Vic, eating donuts and enjoying their insatiable appetites for each other. Life is good until a Louisiana billionaire kidnaps Virginia, forcing Edwin to kill again in exchange for her freedom. And the twist to all of this? Virginia is a sex doll. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, when I first saw the uh like the the single issues, yeah. I was just like, oh, this is like a weird book because I didn't know the twist. Mm-hmm. 
And then uh, when the trade came out, I read the back and I was like, this is a book I have to own. Like, there's no way I can't own this book. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy. I mean, it starts off with a guy just like kind of talking to himself. And if I hadn't read that part where it says Virginia is a sex doll, like I wouldn't have known pretty far down. And I almost wish that I didn't read it like that part. Like I wish it was just a surprise. Exactly. I, I wish I went in blind. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I mean, you do like you like it starts off and he's talking to her and he's like, Virginia, this Virginia, that talking really sweet, but you don't see her. She's like doing stuff. You know? Yeah, they're having sex in the car and he's going to get donuts at a gas station. And you're just like, oh, she's just a normal girl hanging out in the car. And then you find out she's a blow up doll and you're like, oh, no, I know. <laughs> I know it's it, but the thing is, like already, well, his name is Edwin, but he calls himself Victor in the beginning. Am I wrong? I don't remember. Okay. Uh, let me pull out the uh, let me pull out the book and I'll confirm that. Whoa, I got it on my shelf. I don't think he calls himself Victor, unless it's like a role play thing, in which case, kinky. No, I know. <laughs> Uh, I thought for a second that his name was Victor, but and then he changes to Edwin. But we'll call him Edwin because the back of the the comic says his name is Edwin. Uh, yeah, he like yeah. he he's you kind of learn to have sympathy for this guy in a weird way. Like he comes off kind of creepy, and then he ends up like kind of genuine in a weird serial killer way. <laughs> Oh, he gets called Victor because he stole some guy's um, driver's license. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He stole some guy's driver's license so he can get across on detectives. I think he's off the grid. I think we'll talk about that later on. Yeah. they Because, like, when the Louisiana billionaire is, like, telling people to hunt him down, they can't find him because he's, like, a Vietnam vet or something who went off the grid after being a serial killer for a couple years, something like that. Yeah. I forget the exact specifics, but I remember that he uses false identities. Yeah. And... And as it's like, yeah, it's, but like I said, like you learn to love him in a weird way because he starts off as like this guy with this creepy sex doll. And then there's a, these guys that start hitting on his girl essentially. And then he like mm-hmm. beats them to smithereens, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, he goes crazy. He's got to protect his woman. Like you feel for him because he's just doing it out of love, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and yeah. odd but justifiable love. I don't know. It's not. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like he's like beating up people that are, um, that are good people. He's beating up all like the bad guys. Exactly. He's beating up dirty cops, evil billionaires, and uh, like really terrible human beings. So you know, it, it evens itself out. Don't go killing people, but like you know, it evens itself out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I love that it comes out later that the reason, like, okay, so eventually, okay, actually, let me start kind of at the beginning, not the super beginning, but like in the, like right after this part where he beats up these guys at the gas station, we meet the the Louisiana billionaire dude and his gaggle of goons, and they want Victor because of, I'm sorry, they want Edwin because of what he did to his men, the way he, like, murdered his man he's like i want that guy on my team (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah he wants to recruit him because he knows he can get away with being like uh one of his hit guys yeah yeah and but the way that they capture him to ask him instead of being like hey guy want to make a buck uh could you murder people like this for us thanks you're amazing they're like no we're gonna steal you and your girlfriend um and we're gonna and we're gonna mess with her in front of you and then what i love is edwin's like taking note he's like in his head he's like okay you're gonna die and you're gonna die 
Um, yeah, I'm gonna cut your tongue out because you licked her. Like he's got this whole like checklist in his head of what he has to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like what? Um, and then he just, but he like the thing is like he just loves he just loves his girl. He's like just don't mess with my girl. Like I like I know we don't live the life that you guys all live. But just don't mess with my girl. You you have no idea who I am. Exactly. Yeah, and so he's captured and he's in this place. And can you describe, like, I don't know, did you see the part where he's observing everything around him and he's like, okay, that's, there's water underneath, uh, there's that guy, there's this sign in the corner, like, he's taking note of the room so that he can get back to this room. Yeah, he pulled, like, uh, have you ever seen the movie The Equalizer with Denzel Washington? No. Okay, it's like, it's like John Wick meets, um, OCD, so, like, as he walks into a room, he, like, clicks his watch and then, like, times how long it takes him to walk into the room he counts all the objects in the room and then he makes his full th- it's also like the accountant from uh the ben affleck movie he gets to the end of the room and goes all right and then starts killing people in like this 10 second time frame so like it's a very like just note heavy like he's just taking notes he's in like uh he's locked up in like a bayou somewhere in louisiana in like this old abandoned swamp house mm-hmm. he's like there's two he's like there's two gators underneath the swamp water is this low. If I hide under here, I can dodge this and like, oh, it's so cool. It's methodical. To- yeah, totally cool. Uh, yeah, that's that's cool. I have to watch that. I love those type of things when they like start noting the room, like mm-hmm. and you know they're up to something. You just know that after that that he was totally like just a calculated guy. I mean, I guess to be a serial killer, you have to be pretty calculated. I guess exactly. I've I've yeah. listened to enough murder mystery podcasts to. <laughs> no, that has serial to... killers are often very smart uh yeah unfortunately yeah this and yeah exactly <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. yeah it's scary to think about that too is it's like the smartest guy you know could secretly be a serial killer and you'd never know because he's that smart like he knows how to figure everything out like that's why i like watching dexter and hannibal and stuff because they mm. figure it out so like precisely and how they can get away with all this and i'm like this is just this is too much this is too like, much like i'm only friends with dumb people <laughs> yeah yeah only friends on. with dumb people yeah <laughs> hey man that's a good plan no exactly and then they re- they reveal their whole plot and you're like oh my god why didn't i think of that like you know like whoa of course. yeah like wow the police officers had to be pretty dumb not to think of that like yeah, yeah, you gotta think about everything. Ugh. Yeah, a little too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ugh, blah, blah, blah. Um, not promoting serial killers, everyone. We are not. No, 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 promoting... no, no, no. Never, never. Don't do that. Never. Please, if you are one, just don't be. Cool. Good talk. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, so he lives this life with his girl in his car, um, and then he gets his with his mom. With his mom. Okay, you want to explain the yeah. mom part? Go ahead. Go for it. And his mom. Go so... for it. Yeah. So, yeah, his mom is in the trunk, and she's just like a de- – I think she's like a decrepit, decapitated head yeah. just sitting in a plastic bag. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And then she rises with the sun and falls with the sun. That's what he keeps saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's, it's like the whole sundowning thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love yeah. the twist at the end, which we'll get to. I did not see that um, with his mom. Mm-hmm. So he gets assigned uh, after these guys are like, hey, we want your skill set. And he gets assigned to this family and he like sits in this corner of the room and he does not want to do this. The only reason why he's doing it is because they're keeping Virginia hostage 
And he also wants to go kill the guys that mess with his girl. Um, and so he's sitting, exactly. yeah, he's sitting in the corner of the room, like watching these people sleep. And then there's this guy in the car explaining to another guy, essentially, or himself, maybe. I'm not sure um, what's going on. And then so we don't know what happens with the family. We don't know if he actually kills the family, if he actually off them like he was supposed to. But supposedly that guy is the sheriff and that's his, or, or her. It's a girl sheriff. And that's the family. And then he gets back into the car with the other guy. And he's like, all right, you know, done. And then and then the, the guy, the, the goon, the goon, he's talking to the goon of the, the Louisiana billionaire dude. And he basically just decapitates him. That's like, and then we learn that's his thing. That's his signature. Yeah. And his signature thing is cutting off heads and putting them in plastic bags. And then he puts, he writes on the bag what they did. Like. Yeah. One of them was like liquor because one of the guys licks his girlfriend Virginia, and he's like, "You lick." Yeah, and there's this um, there's this hitchhiker character that I totally forgot about until flipping through the book. Yeah, she uh, gets picked up by the sheriff, and that's why the sheriff is um, not the sheriff, the uh, like the the little deputy kid, the blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts like forcing himself on her, and then he shows up, kills the shit out of him, and then picks up um picks up the girl i forget i think her name's like Mackenzie. uh picks her Gwen. up and yeah. then she um Gwen, yeah picks her up and then uh they form like an unlikely weird friendship because he's like i'm not gonna kill you you didn't do anything you're a good person you just you know you just gotta stick with me until i uh finish what i'm doing so no one finds out yeah and that was cool and that's where that's where i get like weird sympathy for edwin because he's just trying to live his life and the only reason why he kills people now i think he used to he's a retired serial killer essentially and virginia helped him with his Mm -hmm. urges which we find out but yeah as you can see with like this innocent hitchhiker lady he is not going to lay a finger on her if anything she like helps him kind of just uh seek justice you know yeah and then there's a nice little nod to uh stuff at the end where like in in the last like five or six pages of the of issue five mm-hmm. it like wraps everything up in a nice little bow with um with the sheriff and with the mom and with the uh family that he you know murdered and then with uh the hitchhiker yeah I thought it was nice yeah, it was nice, and we yeah we we joined them on their journey of him uh, just offing all of these guys that wronged him, you know, and uh, the the billion Louisiana billionaire is like crap. I should have never hired like quote hired this guy. I should have never threatened this dude. Yeah. I did not know who I was messing with, uh, and he ends up being. He actually is a guy on a show called Still at Large. He's the baggy man, I guess, and then that's where we really find out. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the baggy man. The baggy man. But okay. Because so, he left all the evidence in baggies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Okay, so let's. I really want to explore like his relationship with Gwen a little bit more. The the purple haired hitchhiker who nearly gets raped by a police officer and then gets saved by Edwin who decapitates said police officer. Um. I was like in my head. I'm like yes. <laughs> like don't kill. Yeah. Like fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Like don't kill people, but also don't rape women. You deserve that. In a yeah. Answer. Exactly. I'm like oh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he he like he he doesn't mind Gwen around. He doesn't want anything bad for her because she's done nothing bad to him. I think he sees by, by like issue four, he sees her as like a daughter in a way, yeah. which I think is really cool. Because mm-hmm. he's like, you just gotta help me get my girlfriend back. You're like my adopted daughter. Like he's treating her like like he's treating her like a regular ass person, mm-hmm. but like 
he's treating her in a way where it's like, no, you got to stay in the car. You can't be involved in this. We're not going to get you to shoot anybody or kill anybody. Like you're staying out of it, but I will take you to where you need to go. As long as you help me, you know, throw a body away or something. I, I forget why she stays. Yeah. I think that she also stays because she mentions, she's like, you're the only person who's treated me with respect. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoa, her life must be really hard uh, for that. Exactly. Well, she was hitchhiking. She was running away from something. Something. Yeah, what's what's Gwen's story, man? Yeah, that would be something that I would like to see in a sequel. Like, like, does Gwen follow in Edwin's footsteps of serial killer? Or does she just, like, live out her life? Or do we get to see, like, a prequel, like, what she used to live? And then when she meets Edwin, she has, like, a realization, like, oh, man, I need to live life a little more freer instead of following too many rules. Maybe don't become a serial killer, but you know, be able to express yourself a little bit more openly. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's it's an interesting story. And I, like, I've never, I've never really, like, dove into a story like this before. This is very unique. Um, and actually will have a very high rating for me because it was scary. And though I don't like to, like, it, like uh, involve myself with a lot of serial killer stories because it's absolutely like a terrible thing, obviously, but it's just so interesting how they calculate their plans. But this guy, it's just such a creepy, interesting take. He's not after anyone. Just if you mess with him, he will mess with you. You will die. Um, mm-hmm. And he's very like, he's very loyal. He's like, Hey man, my life is my blow up doll wife thing. And my mother who's in a bag in the back of my car and just let me be <laughs> weird it's uh while i was reading this book i ended up watching the show on netflix called mindhunter oh okay and like it was like it's, it takes place in like i think the 70s and it's around when the fbi started investigating serial killers and their tendencies to try to like stop kids from becoming serial killers before they like, hit a certain age mm. and a lot of that stuff shines through in this because like he killed his mom and you see how old that head is the mom is supposed to be like his first victim whoa and that's what it that's what it hints at so like when you like when i was watching the show i was putting together the pieces with this book and i was like so he killed his mom that's why he like isn't dating like a real girl as well he's dating a p- plastic girl who he who, like can't like I mean, this is gonna sound bad can't argue with him can't like trigger him into like going crazy or something oh, I didn't think about and like that. Yeah. It, it, it all stems from an abusive mother like a lot of that stuff Ooh, so okay yeah it's really cool to see like his journey and like pick apart the pieces of like what he says how he talks to virginia and how he interacts with his mom near the end yeah so okay so we've taken this a step deeper like you're saying that this comic is the result of a life of murders and he's like a recovering murderer essentially like basically i'm not trying to sympathize with him but like basically it's like he was abused as a kid and that's why he's also treating gwen with respect as well because she comes from what seems like a broken home and like she comes from bad stuff so he's like if i if she keeps going down this life she might become like me and i don't want her to do that so i'm going to show her how bad my life is and what i do and why i became this way so then she doesn't do this Okay, yeah, I didn't think of it like that. I like that, where you just, you can look at the present moment and, and you can figure out what might have happened to him then, yeah. who this is, it's dark though. It's hard, honestly, like, it's hard to go into this because I figure, like, this month when I'm looking at all the horror comics that I'm going to read, there's some really fun ones in there, yeah. like, fun, silly Halloween ones, and then there's some like this that are just really dark, and um, it just shows, like, the psychology of 
a person who has a really hard upbringing and he has a moment to uh, pay it forward what he's learned from a a life of crime, essentially. And and he's and he does that here unselfishly. Yeah. As bad as it sounds, you end up rooting for him. (laughs) You end up rooting for the serial killer. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's like he's evolved into this person that's like, oh, man, that's actually not the life that I want to live. If people would just leave me alone, I'll be fine. I mean, obviously, this guy needs help. Obviously, he needs to be caught and, and, you know, not caught, I should say, but definitely, like, he needs to take time to figure out his stuff. And I don't say that lightly. Like, that's that's some pretty heavy stuff that he carries. But it's it's mm-hmm. just interesting to see how he's evolved. Like, he only kills if he needs to seek revenge, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, his mom wronged him, so that's why he killed his mom. His mom was abusive, and she beat him, so that's why he's like, I gotta kill her, because she's a bad person. Yeah. He's a serial killer, kind of like Dexter, where he only kills bad people. Right, 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 yeah. So, that's why you end up rooting for him more so than, like, the Louisiana bad people. Like, yeah, you never root for a serial killer, but when you're watching Dexter, you root for Dexter. At least until the last season. <laughs> oh, man. I watched uh, the beginning part of that. It's funny because, like, I'm a person that I I can read gore. I can read horror. I can hear about it, but I just can't see it. If I see it happening in front of me, I mean, not in real life, but, like, on TV, yeah. I have to run. I can't do it. Like, are you a person that can watch it that? It depends on the gore. It depends on the gore. Like, uh, Army of Darkness-style gore, I'm totally down with, like, Evil Dead and that kind of, like, fake comedy blood, like, when it's too much blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a joke. But, like, Dexter, Hannibal, those two specifically are very, like, like it makes you squeamish when you're watching it. You're like, oh, please don't do that. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah. It's getting in his mouth, you know? Because it's, like, <laughs> real. Like, you can see it. You can ima- You like, empathize with that person who's getting punctured. <laughs> yeah, it's visceral. It's, like, in your face. Totally. Um, it's funny that you brought up Evil Dead. I tried to watch that not that long ago, and I was doing fine. I can do. I love. Um, I love Friday the Thirteenth, especially the old ones, because I just like like get drunk with my husband and just like laugh at it. It's just so. Mm-hmm. It's comedy. It's like comedy horror. Yeah. But then when I got to Evil Dead, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna watch Evil Dead. I'm doing it. And then they get. Well, to the, the first one isn't like a horror movie. The first one, oh, it, okay. The first one is supposed to be a horror movie, but it's so laughable that the franchise totally changed after the first one yeah see okay so i couldn't get through the first one because remember the part when he like stabs her in the ankle and it just like gushes blood oh yeah yeah (laughs) i was like no and they just kept focusing on it and i actually i had to walk away Mm -hmm. i have to like sometimes those i can watch maybe i can watch horror pieces and if i really really want to if it's a really good story i like i have to watch it in chunks (laughs) Mm-hmm. like a little bit at a time but you say like you're you thought that was like a fun horror yeah no because the first evil dead like i said comes off as a horror movie because when sam raimi he was he did it when he was in college and uh bruce campbell was his roommate right bruce campbell wasn't even an actor he was just there he was his roommate and like everyone else that he hired was like in the acting course at school mm. and then the movie was just so like I want to say cringy because it was like so trying hard to be a horror movie that it didn't come off as like a true horror movie. Right. And then if you watch the if you watch the second one, the second one is a parody of the first one. What? Yeah, the second one is like the exact same plot of the first one, except it's only Ash and his girlfriend. Oh. And then it just gets wacky and zany. And then the third one is just a medieval comedy. And then the TV show 
is just a straight up horror comedy. Mm. Like there's barely any scary scenes in it. It's mostly just Ash as like a 50 year old, 60 year old guy running around with a chainsaw. Uh, that's funny. My husband was watching that not that long ago and I was like sitting down and I was pretty entertained. I was like, I like this Ash guy. I like his character. Oh yeah. Ash Williams is one of my favorite uh, horror characters. I was actually, but before I was thinking about plastic, I wanted to cover an army of darkness book for your Halloween spectacular well, you'll just have to come back on anyway because you're officially the horror guy of OCD. So <laughs> Sounds good. There's so many Army of Darkness books, it'll be fun to pick one. Oh, so yeah. that'll be fun. There's one where he's in space. There's one where it's like Mad Max. There's one where he fights. So he teams up with Barack Obama. Like, there's a lot. What? So... <laughs> all in a comic? Yeah, no. Yeah, it's, it's all a bunch of different comics. The comics have been going since like 1998, and they've just, there's one every year. Oh, she, I, sh you know what? I wonder yeah. if I could just like watch that this month. Cause technically there's, there's a few, um, comic horror comic movies that we're covering this month as well. So, I mean, that counts. <laughs> Army. Yeah. You can technically count evil dead. I would say do evil dead too. Evil dead. Cause that's where it really hits its stride. Evil dead two is like the real Ash Williams. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I was going to talk about how every time I see a piece of evil dead merch, I basically buy it. Like, oh. I, that's how much I love the franchise. Uh, okay, that's crazy. So no, you're you're like you're really into it. I'm surprised we didn't do that. Yeah, I got that like a little man. shrine in my corner. <laughs> yeah, the comics. Are, I got one of the omnibuses over here with me, but um, and I'm still slowly working through all the rest because I have so many graphic novels. Because during all the the fun Corona stuff of this summer, yeah, um, I was just buying graphic novels and trying to just plow through them. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool to uh, you know, jump on some of that. And I got some cool horror books over here that if you want me to come back, I'll come back and cover some. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Uh, you, what was I gonna say? You do okay. So I have a question: Are most of your horror stuff? I mean, we know it's Evil Dead, but are they? They're mostly like these kind of creepy dudes, <laughs> like. I'm not like so. I'm not like a big horror movie guy. Okay. I I like horror media, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I like Evil Dead. I like some of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. I like Scream, Freddy, uh, not Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street, because it's more of like, I don't like the true horror. I like more comedy horror or psychological thriller stuff. Totally. I can't sit there and watch like a jump scare movie. I like I can't. The, I got through it chapter one and two only because of like the cast. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Yeah, same here, dude. Same here. Like it's. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like when it comes to Halloween, if I if somebody were to say what's your top five Halloween movies, it would probably be like Hocus Pocus, Halloween Town, like the fun stuff, like Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, that's I'm yeah, those are cool. But yeah, when they start doing like Jigsaw or the the remember the like the Human Centipede or something like that. Yeah, Human Centipede is where they sew them all together and Ew. they poop in each other's mouths. <laughs> That's so no, like that is. I can't watch that. It's 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 terrible. No, because it's like you know that somebody's thought about doing that before. Yes, like the horror movies I watch are like comedy based or like like parodies of sorts. Like there's a couple movies where it's like, um, I think it's called I think I'm a serial killer. It's this guy he wakes up in a camp in the middle of a, in the middle of a, like a Friday the 13th situation. And he calls his best friend <laughs> who works at a comic book store. It's Allison Hannigan, Willow from uh, Buffy. Okay. And she's working at a comic book store and she, he's the, the main character is describing what's happening. And then she goes, I think you're the one killing everybody. <laughs> Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. That's actually cool. I think it's called, I yeah, I think it's called, I think you're the killer. Something like that. I'll look it up and send it to you later. I'm... But it is it, like, those are the kind of horror movies I like. 
Oh, yeah, like, we're, yeah, I'm a sucker for those psychological ones. Like, I still like Shutter Island, man, when we find out in the end. Shutter Island's good, yeah. Right, right? <laughs> well, it's like those, like, at the very end, you figure it out. But, like, usually everybody around me is like, yeah, I saw that a mile away. I'm like, I didn't. I was surprised. What? <laughs> yeah, there's a couple movies that came out this year. Uh, Color Out of Space, mm-hmm. uh, Beach House, and Relic are all psychological thrillers that make you, like, think. Mm-hmm. And they are, like, crazy weird. It, it's more like... Cthulhu, like Lovecraftian, almost. Ooh, cool. I'm a big Lovecraftian horror guy. What is Lovecraftian? It's like Cthulhu. Okay, I was gonna say Cthulhu, and the only reason why I know that is because I read Hellboy. Yeah, Hellboy is uh, Cthulhu inspired. And it was written by the guy named. His name is Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft. I don't think he did Hellboy. That was Mike Nola, but um, no, no, that it's was very inspired. Right, but Cthulhu was in Hellboy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, Cthulhu, like Cthulhu Lovecraftian horror is like my jam. Like I stick in that realm. It's not horror; it's psychological horror, and that's what really gets like the gears turning in the old brain, you know? Yeah, and that's and that's what's going on here in Plastic Man. It's like you're rooting for the guy, you're not rooting for the guy. You're like, I don't love him, but I might give him a hug because I'm not on his hit list. I don't know, you know? Yeah, you it's hard to root for horror movie villains. And, like, this is basically, like, this could be made into a horror movie, mm-hmm. and he would be the main protagonist, but you wouldn't want him to kill everybody. Like, that's just not, like, John Wick isn't a horror movie. He's a hitman who's getting hunted, so you root for him to kill people, but you don't root for the serial killers, you know? Right. It's, it's So it, it really makes you think. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, am I okay? <laughs> <laughs> am I going to be a serial killer because I'm rooting for this guy? Am I a bad guy? <laughs> no, I just feel i don't know like me personally i'm such a freaking empath where and i i take that very uh, i love that trait about me but also it's like a blessing and a curse where like i like i'm like oh man this is a little there's like we're looking at a man doing these crazy things but we're looking at a a, basically a a little kid who's super super hurt you know exactly Yeah. yeah he never got over his trauma so he just brings it with him all through adulthood and then he just is a serial killer yeah like, I'm I so think you sp- should really watch Mindhunter on Netflix. You know what? You're not the first person to say that. So I, I just... it's only two seasons. Uh, Jonathan Groff is in it. Mm-hmm. Kristoff from uh, Frozen and then King George from Hamilton. He's oh, the main character. Yeah, I love Timmy Hamilton. But yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, so he's great in it. And it's only two seasons. So it's easy to binge. Okay. Okay. I'm down. My but yeah, it goes into like the FBI's first instances into the psychological uh identification of serial killers and it's really cool whoa i got like chills today i'm like ooh, that stuff is just yeah they talk to ed kemper and ed kemper is one of the main characters who's that uh he's a serial killer who would cut off people's heads and then have sex with the heads oh good wow yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so (laughs) that's a real thing and he's played by the guy from uh, umbrella academy who plays hazel it's what is it like what is it that we're like like, I can't listen to too many podcasts with, like, serial killer podcasts, even though, because I know that, I, like, okay, so I watched the one called, I think it's called, like, it's not called Dear John, I think, um, but it's about this guy who posed as a romantic person to this lady and totally, like, ends up fucking over her whole family because he just, like, basically hypnotizes them into thinking that he's, like, the ultimate stepdad, and it's this whole series on spotify and it's like an eight-part series and i listened to the whole thing in one day 
and I <laughs> I couldn't sleep. For, it took me a couple days to get over that. I was like, Whoa. well, it's because the problem with the serial killer stuff is because you know it's possible. Yeah. That's why it fucks with you. Like Ooh. when you watch Jason, like when you watch Jason Voorhees or Freddy Krueger in movies, you're like, well, that's not real. Like that that kid would have drowned. He wouldn't come back. Like his mom wouldn't go that bad. There's no nightmare demons that come out and kill you. Like, but serial killers are real. We've uh, uh, Ted Bundy, Kemper, uh, Zodiac Killer. Like, all those guys, those are real people. It's like, serial killers that I'd always, like... Because, like, when you think about it, it's like, oh, I don't want to be serial murdered. So it's like, what... Like, yeah, yeah. So that's just how it fucks with you. It's that's like, why I like it, though. Yeah, but it's almost like you listen to it because you're trying to prepare. You're like, okay, what are the... Exactly. You know? <laughs> like it's, it's like a guide to survive. It's yeah. like, when I see this guy who's too perfect, I avoid him because he could be a serial killer. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's... And I was going to say funny, but it's not funny. Uh, he usually these guys manipulate women because the thing is, and this is I mean, this is diving deeper into it. Like women could easily be ma- not easily manipulated. That's not what I'm trying to say. They're just like um, because they're looking for this perfect man that society makes them think that they need or they yeah. think that they need this validation um, from people who don't actually love them and just want something from them. But because they have such a troubled upbringing, they don't have, um, people around them to, you know, set off their, their red alerts, you know, to tell, or maybe they do, but they're not listening. You know, something's wrong, not wrong, but some, they're, they're very hurt kids as well. And that's why they fall for these things, unfortunately. Yeah. It comes from the trauma. It comes from the daddy issues. It comes from any abuse, physical or emotional. Like that's why serial killers prey on that because they know they could take advantage of it, oh, which is man. something that should be, shouldn't be, have to be said because that is fucked up. But like, that's just, that's what you see as like the common cases. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, to bring it back to the comic and hopefully get on a lighter <laughs> a lighter beat here, um, I want to talk about this artwork for a sec. I, ooh, yes, yes, and I want to hear, you know what, you go first, because you said ooh, so let's hear it. Why'd you say ooh? <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's it's colorful for a, for a serial killer comic. Like, you think a lot of horror books, like if you look at Colder, mm-hmm. for example, it's very dull tones, like a, no offense to Zack Snyder, but like a Zack Snyder dark gray color palette, except for when they go into a couple of the later volumes where there's like the rainbow psychic, like psychosis stuff. Mm-hmm. But like in the earlier stuff, like he's, he's, the main character Declan is totally gray in that film, in that series. And it just shows like the comparison from that to this, the the graphic novel is totally pink. The yeah. sex doll is a, a, like a blonde white sex doll. Um, the main character is this older white dude with like a blue shirt and brown pants. Then his sidekick Gwen is like a redheaded girl with a purple shirt. Like there's so many colors in this, yeah. like the cops blonde with a green shirt. Uh, the blood is super red. Like it's just the color palette is very different in this book, and that's what like drew like draws you into it. Yeah, you know, you make an excellent point because the last three days <laughs> I've um, we did Die by Kieran Gillen, um, Witches by Oh Die is great. Yes. Yes, wait for that. Which is also great. You're covering good stuff. Oh, man, I got great friends. Um, And then I also did uh, Mary Shelley's Monster Hunter. And though I absolutely was just absorbed by all of those art, uh, all of that art, it was, like you said, very, like, very horror-y. You know, you don't really, it's like it's there, but is it there, you know? Yeah, I think that's where the comedy aspect of plastic comes in. Like, when you add... When you're doing a horror book, you want it to be a darker tone, but when you're doing horror comedy, you use splashes of light colors mm-hmm. to make it 
like more embracing and more like you can laugh at this. Like this is something that's funny. Like he he eats donuts. He has sex with a doll. He talks to it, but he also kills people. And he also kills people. So and it, it brings it in. Yes, and the part where Gwen, um, the purple-haired hitchhiker, she gets almost raped which is really scary he like just comes in chops off the cop's head really quick to save her he also is on his hit list anyway so it's two birds one stone and it's like that's kind of comedic but then also he's he looks at her he's like you okay you okay she's like yeah he's like cool like she starts screaming she gets covered in blood she hides in the back of the car and the serial killer uh edwin he comes out he's like you're good right like you're okay she's like uh yeah i i guess i'm okay like yeah. and he's like yeah, i'm not gonna hurt you i just gotta steal this cop car because i gotta go kill this family and she's like okay <laughs> okay yeah yeah it was yeah i didn't think of it like that it's not like if it was made into a movie it, there are definitely some comedic aspects out of this that they could pull and though that is dark like it's it you're able to string yourself through a very 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 like morbid story essentially Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I know. I love the art as well. I love that they didn't show exactly how uh, he murders things. Like it's not, it's not, it's gruesome, but it's not to the point. It's not to a fault. It's not like okay, we get it. All right, you're cutting off his head. It's like sometimes they don't show you. They just show you the the bloody splatter and then some adjectives, and that's it. Yeah, it, it'll just cut to the next scene and the heads in a bag. <laughs> yeah, it was like okay, yeah, exactly. Um, no, I like that a lot about it. It was, it's interesting. It's like, you know what it is? I'm very conflicted inside because I'm such like a, like a, I'm, I'm a kind person. Like I don't kill anybody. Um, I don't. (laughs) Exactly. I'm very like low key, like kind hearted. Like I put myself before others, but like, and then then I, then secretly I love serial killer media. I'm like, yes. Yeah. That's why, (laughs) that's why I'm so conflicted. I'm like, am I okay? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like this so much. Does that make me a serial killer? <laughs> yeah. Uh, strange. Yeah. I want to know what that is and what the psychology of that is. Like, I have to look that up. It's like, I, like I'm, I'm not a serial killer, but like, I'm interested in these stories. Yeah. I don't know. It's a whole thing for me. Definitely like, watch. My, yeah. Yeah. Definitely watch Mindhunter. Mindhunter gets really into it. Like they, ex- mm. like they explain the psychology of everything. It's really compelling. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. I, I like that. The, we, they can explain it. You know, the, um, two days ago, Dean, he explained when we were reviewing witches, he said the reason why people like horror is because it like, so we carry around all of these fears and such, but horror like acts it out for you. And sometimes you can see just how silly it is or how like not likely it is, um, but I don't know what to say when it comes to this kind. You know, that's also, yeah. like, I don't, I like to have explanations for things and why I, I think a certain way, and this one, I'm just, I'm, I'm at a dead end, so I'll have to check out Mindhunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely check it out, because it explains a lot of the, um, the reasons why people sympathize with serial killers as well. It's because they come off as damaged people, and you always want to, like, oh. kind of, like, get yourself on their level of like so that's why like when you see serial killers move from town to town and they make friends so easily is because people sense this like this hurt inside of them they just want to become their friends and try to fix them and that's when the serial killers go nope you're killed like and then as soon as they get empathy or sympathy or whatever they're like no i can't have somebody who feels sorry for me maybe yeah because they don't because like when when you grow attached to a serial killer and like the serial killer's brain goes, if this person, this person might leave me, I can't let that happen. So I have to kill them so they don't hurt me like everyone else did. Oh, 
I understand what you're saying. They're like essentially, okay, they're preventing just their own heartache. Whew. Yeah, it's like an emotional attachment and detachment thing. Wow. I Okay, this is, okay, so I've listened to many, not many, many, but a, 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 my go, a good handful of really good murder mystery or uh, serial killer podcasts just because I'm just so interested. But, like, I've never actually had the conversation myself. So this is, like, my first serial killer <laughs> psychology conversation. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, I'm glad I can bring that to you. <laughs> it doesn't make, I still sound like a serial killer, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good thing you're all the way over there in New York. Uh, yeah, I'm digging my hole deeper. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, you're not alone, though. So don't worry, you know? No. So did you think that this guy kind of reminded you of Joaquin Phoenix Joker? Because he really did for me, like, you know, like... Oh, yeah, well, it, it's... I think they uh, modeled him after Joaquin Phoenix. Oh. Not for the Joker, this came out before that, but I think they modeled him after Joaquin Phoenix, at least with the jawline. Yeah, you It does. looks like Joaquin. It does. Yeah, I yeah, I agree with you there. But, like, the way that... Yeah. The jo like, the way that Joaquin portrayed the Joker, it's very, like comedic horror comedic horror um and like also he just he's kind of like he's psycho but like in a loving way and you again you sympathize with yeah. him and i know i keep harping on that but like i think i just can't move past the fact that i'm sympathizing with a serial killer but like i wouldn't be gwen i wouldn't hop into his hitchhike his car like i would not take that risk you know yeah, exactly. I might be like, because okay. you're smart enough to you're smart enough to pick it up, but also you're like you're you're too nice to where you're like I gotta be friends with this person, even if they're a serial killer. I just gotta be friends with them because I don't want them to be alone. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, serial killer. But you're smart enough to dodge that. <laughs> oh no, a hundred percent. My spidey senses are on fleek. Like I I can I can smell a terrible person from a mile away. It's crazy. Like I I no really do. Like I have this weird sense. Like when I like if you were in my social circle and I talk to you, it's because I know you're not like absolutely crazy i know you're not a serial killer i know you're not crazy no um and i say that i say that jokingly but i know that's a really heavy <laughs> subject and i'm sorry everybody if you're like wow tess is really uh no guys it's all in good fun that i'm saying this i promise but um it's yeah like this I, is also a very adult book as well so like this yeah. is an adult episode <laughs> yes very adult we're getting episode. into some trigger warning stuff <laughs> yeah unfortunately i know i know and i hate it's it's such a touchy subject and i avoid it but it's like sometimes you just gotta go into that conversation and you know full force you know without any fear of anybody judging you for what you're saying and i don't feel like we're saying terrible things but i just uh, you know obviously it's like just a crazy subject it's like where do you even begin and do we even talk about it you know but this yeah. this book brings it up and i'm glad we talked about it especially during like halloween month because there are some really scary things out there but um so Serial killer stuff aside, you know, um, the Halloween spooky horror aspect like this definitely goes and should go into your library of horror comics. It's got comedy. It's got color. It's got characters. It's got relatability sort of in a weird way. Um, and no, I enjoy it. I enjoyed it. Uh, do you want to rate it? Oh, before I give the rating, I, I wanted to touch upon this, but you were uh, you, you were going off about stuff, and that, that's not an insult. I was not trying to be a dick, but like, <laughs> so uh, I want to go back to Gwen real quick. Oh yeah, I think her name's Gwen. Gwen, Gwen. Gwen I, I, uh, yeah, she she is the audience. If you think about it, like she is the character who is living the experience that you're watching. So like you can real like uh, if you think when you're reading the book, you're like, oh, I can relate to the serial killer, not in the way of being a serial killer, but like. 
he's doing everything he can to save his girlfriend. But you relate to Gwen more because you're the bystander. Gwen is the audience. She doesn't have a lot to say. She doesn't have a lot to do. But she's, like, always in the issues once she's introduced. Yeah. And it's because it is a way for the writers to give the audience someone to attach themselves to Mm. who they know is going to be safe who they know is going to make it to the end to see all the action. So Gwen is one of those like huge characters that doesn't get a lot of love in a lot of books. But like if they were to make this into a movie, she would have to be done very like properly. Very carefully. Yeah, I could totally see that. Where... Yeah. Because when she was cool with it, because like she has purple hair, she's fun and free, I guess. She's hitchhiking. <laughs> uh, yeah, when she is cool with him and she takes the risk of just kind of getting to know him and trusting him in a way... You do attach yeah, yourself she, to her. You're like, well, if she's okay with it, you know. Yeah, if she, if, if she she seems pretty normal. If she's okay with this, I can attach myself to her and be her, and then attach myself to him through her eyes. Going, if she's safe, I'm safe. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so that's why, like, you can. That's why you can relate to Edwin as well as Gwen. Like, you can just see through her eyes what the grand scheme of things are. Yeah. That's why there are final girls. Final girls were made for a reason, so the audience can attach themselves to that character and still see all the action, but know that they're safe. Right. Yeah, so she's the final girl in this scenario. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah, I I agree. It's she's, she's there, and she's there for a reason. Like, if she wasn't there, I don't think that I would have had as much sympathy for Edwin as I do. You know? I think, yeah, I think exactly that's why she was there. I think when the writers were doing it, I think there's a couple pages at the end where they talk about it. They were they weren't originally going to have her. It was just going to be a story about Edwin and um, Virginia and his whole journey to save her. But then they were like the test audiences were like, you can't really relate to him because he's not sympathizing with anyone but this fake doll that he's envisioned, like that he's giving a voice to. So they needed to put someone like a bystander in the book. So I think that's why they put her in there. Yeah. I, I see that. I like it. I like it. I'm glad because actually I think that I liked it more because she was in there because like she's just she she gives him a chance and he lets her go. Like he gives her advice. He's like, basically, don't be me um, and, and go on. However, at the very end, when she does uh, hitch a ride with someone to New Orleans and then she calls herself Virginia, it's like, ooh, wait yeah. a minute. Uh- and that's where you can go, maybe there will be a sequel. Yeah. Or maybe hanging out with the serial killer isn't good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it leaves it open. Because it's either, like, she found a new, like, mother-father figure because hers were terrible. Um, she wants to become a serial killer. Or she just wants to honor the legacy of Edwin. Even though he was a bad guy, he was good to her. He was the only positive male role model she had. Mm. Even though he's a serial killer. So I think it's, like, an honor thing. So, like I said, if there could be a sequel, it would be about her. But... I don't want one because leaving it open like that is just so fantastic. Yeah, sometimes they ruin it when they try to fulfill the other side. It's like just le- like like a lot of the co- the gore. Just leave it up to our imagination. We'll fill it in. You yeah. know, it's better to have like we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. It's better to have like like an ending like that where your audience can look back and be like, okay, this could go five ways. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Go five ways to Sunday. <laughs> yep. Exactly. There you go. Um, okay, are you ready right, to? So are you ready back to, to the rating? <laughs> let's go back to the rating. No, it's all good. It's so funny because that's happened to me lately. Um, I will jump to the rating, and somebody's like, "Wait, but I'm not done." And I'm like, "That's fine. Say whatever you want. I don't care." Like, you it, know, it's it's the passion that we bring behind with the books we get to bring on. Because you, you're you're one of those shows that's very open with 
the audience uh, with, with your guests mm-hmm. it's not like you pick the book and the guest has to read it you let the guest bring on one of their favorite stories mm-hmm. and, and share it with you which i think is a really cool idea and oh. concept for a podcast well thanks <laughs> and and a, and a good way to a good way to bring an audience in as well because an audience member could love this book as much as the guest and then they can relate to that Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. It's funny because people are like, "Wow, you got a great lineup," and I'm like, "It's not me. It's my friends. They they come yeah, up with the book. I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> I'm here. I'm just gonna read and I'll look up the summary and then we're gonna talk it out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They, you let the passion flow through with your friends, and you bounce off that passion and hit it home. <laughs> hey man, that's that's my way of life. I just love people. I love talking to people. I love I love knowing what makes people happy and just being part of this comic book world. I've met so many passionate, amazing people who just love, you know, when you it, you boil it down to it, they just love a good story, you know? Oh yeah, you're going to have a good time with my co-host James. Uh, I think you guys are recording later on this week. Yes. Like he was talking to me about it, and yeah. you your guys are going to have a fun time with him because he's like an encyclopedia of comics. I... So he told me your guys are going to do an X-Men episode. Yep. And he is going to school you so hard. <laughs> oh, I can't. Oh, he can school me away. I don't care. I don't mind being schooled <laughs> over here. I'm going to ask all the dumb questions and I'm just going to be like, whatever. Like, it, but like, I want to feed the fire that makes him excited about comics. Oh yeah. He's great with it. So yeah. And then we'll be on again for another episode down the line. I think for Invincible. Mm-hmm. But at the time that everybody hears this, those two episodes will already be out. So you guys can go back and go Woo-hoo! listen to them. Woo-hoo! Yeah, so Sorry for breaking the fourth wall. Look at you. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, yeah, yeah, you guys. You can cut it out if you want. <laughs> now, you guys are on for uh, X-Men episode, and then you were doing the Invincibles. The Invincibles? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Invincible, yeah. yeah it's so... the Ryan Otley, Robert Kirkman story. Yeah, so fun. you guys are getting everything Android's Amazing Podcast, and then go ahead and jump over and listen to those guys, because you guys are really interesting. Like, I actually learn a lot whenever I listen to your, your shows. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's mostly from James. I'm, like, the newcomer, and James has been reading for, like, 20 years, uh- so James knows, like, everything, and I'm coming in like, I like new stuff. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so back to the rating. No, no, back no, it's not good. I was just going to add one more thing. Um, Tomorrow, actually, James is on. So, oh, he's on tomorrow. So everybody, you're listening to this on October 4th. James will be on tomorrow, oh, yeah, October duh. 5th. <laughs> I meant recording-wise. I, I meant recording wise. That, that's on me. No, no, you're all good. I try to I try to bring it all. It's all good. Sometimes, you know, in podcasting world, especially when it's this big like project like this, 31 Days of Horror, you got to you gotta record super early. And I try my best not to oh, remind yeah. you that I'm recording this super early. <laughs> you, know? eh, you can always just cut it out and post. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, it's all good. <laughs> okay. So back to the ratings. Hunter, you go first. Ratings, ratings, ratings. ratings, ratings, uh, ratings. Uh, th- yeah, this book came to me at a time, like I said, when I was watching Mindhunter. So it really, like, elevated it to another level. Mm-hmm. So, like, wh- when I first picked up the book, I picked it up probably a year ago. And it's been sitting on my shelf, and I was like, I'll get to it eventually because it's just a one-off story. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to read so many other stories that have, like, six to seven volumes, like Descender or um, Sex Criminals or something like that. So I was like, I have so many things to read, so I'll just put this on the shelf and wait. And then I waited and waited and waited. I started watching Mindhunter, and I was like, serial killers, let's go. Let's just jump into the genre. <laughs> so then I picked a plastic up off the shelf, and I just fell in love with it. It's one of my favorite stories of all time, along with um, Colder. Mm-hmm. Because I read Colder, it was one of my first books, so like that one's just a nostalgia trip for me. Mm-hmm. But this book is probably in the top five of my favorite independent books. It is just so visceral and relatable in a fucked up way. Like it's just super 
good storytelling with super great um like if you're into the serial killer genre you like can pick up on signs of like the extra little details that the writers and artists sprinkle into each scene mm-hmm. so i definitely got to give this a five like this is a, one of my favorite books five i can't recommend this enough five decapitated heads in a bag out of five there you go <laughs> <laughs> No, that's awesome. You said it perfectly. I, you know, I, I don't really have much more to add to that. That's a perfect review. Um, I give it a sturdy four. Oh my gosh, I just had my noun and it escaped my brain. I'm gonna find it. Oh, it's gone. Oh no, no. Uh, four wormy donuts. Those weird donuts with worms. Because they nice, nice, expire. Nice. And I give it a four because I'm not quite sure how I feel about serial killer stories. <laughs> like. I guess I need That's to watch. Totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch Mindhunter, and I'm not against them. I want to know about them, but my mind gets so wrapped up because I get confused. Should I sympathize with them because they're really hurt, or should you know what I mean, or or just never yeah. listen to these again? It's a confusing thing. That's the thing. It's a mind exactly. fuck. Is exactly what it is. Yeah, I think when you watch Mindhunter, you should definitely, if you have the time, to revisit this book and really like dissect some of the stuff because I think you'll appreciate it a little bit more mm-hmm. just knowing the intricacies of all the serial killers' headspace and stuff. Ah, headspace. Yeah, so I'm glad you liked this a lot because when I recommend certain books to people, like when I recommended Colder. I was like, okay, this is kind of like a niche thing. Like, this is going to be a little weird. But then when I recommended Plastic, and as I know you haven't read it because you're new to this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, and I was like, this is the nichiest of niches. Like, (laughs) serial killer sex doll horror comedy. Like, we're going in. We're going balls deep in this. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Like, I want you to come back on, but I'm also afraid of the next thing that you recommend. (laughs) Oh, I've been looking at my stack. I got some alien stuff. I got some Black Plague stuff. I got some, some underwater horror like the wake like not, not uh, i got yeah like oh. the wake like you covered that already but like i have something else i got another serial killer story called nail biter like i'm in oh whenever you God. want me back let me know i'll Dude. bring the horror oh for, sh- <laughs> for sure man we got it sometimes when we need that touch a uh, touch of mindfuck comic every now and then you'll come back on perfect <laughs> yeah anytime <laughs> cool man awesome well like i said before you guys go back and check out hunter and james's episode on the invincibles and then go into september and you'll find james's episodes on x-men um we haven't recorded that one yet but i have no doubt in my mind that it's just going to be absolutely amazing because uh it might be a long one too (laughs) oh i don't care i don't oh i don't care talk your ear off (laughs) oh my god i love it please come talk my ear off like please anybody out there who has recording equipment at home and wants to come talk my ear off about comics as long as you don't make me feel small for being a a newcomer to comics which is you know i don't bring those people on here um if you're awesome and kind and you have a recording device and you love talking about comics yes please contact me me i want you on here yeah comics are for everybody you don't want those closed-minded people coming into your comic book community that's not cool that's not cool <laughs> closed minds get out of here i want open minds only yeah open mind podcasting equipment and you love to talk comics come on cool open minds into the serial killers let's go Woo! Woo hunting. you're the only one that's done a serial killer one i think you're the only one this whole month that's doing a serial killer one but you know what bud i wouldn't expect anything less from you 
<laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I don't know if to take that as a compliment or what, if but you it's could, cool. I know that you and I are on the phone right now, but if you could see my face, it's very, uh, like, a, I would have, like, winked, like, haha, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got you. No worries. Awesome. Well, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have me on if I was a serial killer, probably. No. I'll never tell, though. I wouldn't. I know, but, like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be outing yourself like this, right? I don't know. Exactly. Unless that's the reverse psychology of it. You'll never know. <laughs> it's a mind fuck the whole way through. <laughs> Oh man! All right, bud. Where I've been we... putting people's heads in bags this entire time. You just didn't know. Is that what that noise is behind you? I keep hearing something. You thought you said it was the AC. Oh, you know, I turned it off. It's me squeaking <laughs> in my chair. Oh no, I'm totally 100 percent joking. <laughs> all good, man. Well, where can we find you online? So you can find me on all my social medias at uh, Scruffy Moose Man, mm-hmm. and you can find the podcast Instagram at Androids Amazing Podcast. We just launched merch on T Public. Well, this came out. This is going to come out in October. We launched merch uh, this summer uh, with a couple shirts, and one of my best friends did a design for it. Uh, he's at Mr. Baboon Man on Instagram and Twitter, so you can definitely check that stuff out. Uh, get some merch. Come listen to our show. We're on Spotify, Apple, uh, like ten other different platforms because Anchor helps us so much pushing it out everywhere. So definitely check us out. We're um, we're a new comic book news podcast. So we cover the hit news, then we go into a topic, and then we do new book reviews for uh, anyone who wants to get into a new series. Yeah, and you re- usually you record out of a comic book store. Yes, we record inside our comic book shop when we close. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. I know when I was trying to arrange a time, you guys were like, "Can we do it at night when we close?" That's cool. Yeah, because yeah, James James is the manager over there, so he works like every day for like 12 hours like he's like there the whole he lives in that comic book store but he loves like it that's was his like, life <laughs> exactly yeah that's the passion I so love that. that's great awesome yeah so definitely go check us out um it'll be super cool definitely check out plastic mm-hmm. and any other horror books your little minds want to delve into and definitely check out Mindhunter if you want to get into the serial killer genre in a way that's not through dexter because i feel like that's too <laughs> vanilla if that makes any sense yeah no i got you i'm gonna check out Mindhunter though for sure i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna let's see if i can get past the first episode if i'm too into it exactly. i get kind of scared i'm like oh no i can't be too Is into it, it. <laughs> yeah, Mindhunter's not scary. There's a couple creepy moments because the the way they like set up the shots and use the um like the music, like the horror tropes. Mm-hmm. But it is very much not a scary show. It's just like very like psychological. And you can see like with the main character Jonathan Groff, the one he plays, I forget his agent's name, Agent Harvey or Agent Ford. Um, he like he's going insane himself. He's not going to become a serial killer, at least maybe, but mm-hmm. like. The way his path is going, like he's spiraling out of control, trying to wrap his mind around the serial killers. So can't recommend that show enough. Can't recommend Plastic enough. Can't recommend OCD podcast enough as well either. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. I really appreciate your support. You're always supporting us every single week and it means the world. So thank you. Thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, anytime. You guys run a fantastic show. I cannot wait to be on more, listen to more. I can't wait to see what other horror books you are covering in the month of October. Oh, it's like you said, witches. You said die. I'm not going to spoil what James' book is because that's next. That's uh, what tomorrow. Tomorrow. But James's book is fantastic. Yes. So I cannot wait to see the other what 26 horror stories you have lined up. Oh yeah, <laughs> and we have one comic book writer, and I almost fainted when I when he said yes. So I I will Ooh, tell you off. Fantastic, Ooh, <laughs> definitely. I, def- I definitely want to know. I can't wait till October. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> thanks, man. Well, thanks, Hunter. No, yeah. No oh. problem. Thanks for having me on. You're the best. <laughs>
Ah, you're the best, bud. All right. Well, cool. Awesome. Uh, okay, guys. Yeah, check out Hunter and Android's Amazing Podcast and tune in tomorrow when I chat with his uh, co-host, James. It's going to be super creepy. And I am going to roll the outro that I have for Halloween, which is really fun. However, I do want to say uh, it's not in there. We are on Twitter at Ongoing Comic Pod. Come on over. Let's talk comics. Let's retweet. I'm still trying to figure it out. Ooh, time to follow that. (laughs) Yeah, come on over, man. All right, well, say bye, Hunter. (laughs) Peace out. Thanks for having me. Read plastic. (laughs) Read plastic. All right, guys, see you next time. Woo! Thank you for tuning in to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast 31 Days of Horror. If you like what you're hearing, please follow OCD on any of your favorite podcatchers. Take it a step further and leave a five-star Apple Podcast review. (laughs) That really helps me out. Thank you. You can follow OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast or facebook.com slash OCD podcast. Tune in tomorrow as I review another horror Halloween comic. 